0: Microphone check, one, two, what is this? You're now listening to a brand new episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Look what you started. Talk to him. Attorney, high-performance coach, and speaker, Cherie Prince, asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick. From starting a business marketing strategies and the ins and outs of their industries we talk everything from book recommendations lifestyle hacks and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business the play big faster podcast starts now let's go Do you have life insurance? We've got you. Get the best plans. Same day coverage. Get peace of mind for the price of a nice dinner. 24-7 by your son. Get your free quote in seconds with no obligations from Opus Insurance and Risk Services at www.opusirs.com.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Play Big Faster podcast. We are joined here today by Kayla Quinn, celebrity makeup Hello. artist. How
2: are you doing, Kayla? I'm doing well. How about yourself?
1: Listen, I cannot complain at all. Always good sunny weather in beautiful Flowood, Mississippi. So thank you so much for joining us today. No so, problem. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Kayla.
2: So, my name is Kayla Quinn. I'm from Jackson, Mississippi. Um, I am a 21-year-old makeup artist, and I'm located in the downtown Jackson area. Um, I go to school in Jackson State Mississippi, <laughs> Jackson State University, and um, my major is social work, and I'm a full-time makeup artist right now, so that's what I'm doing full-time.
1: So tell us how you actually got into makeup, because I hear you saying that you are a social work major, but you are actually, like I said, a celebrity makeup artist. How do you juggle the two?
2: So um, I started doing makeup when I was 17 in 2017. So I was in high school at that time and it started off as a hobby. So I would do my own makeup and watch YouTube. And I was really focusing on how to do my own makeup. And it was just something fun to do. And then I wanted a practical job. So that's how I ended up choosing to be a social worker. And I thought it was going to be stable and make me the most money. And when I decided that I wanted to do makeup, it was kind of a less practical type of job. I didn't know if I was going to be secure with that job. So I kept that as my side job, my side hobby. And I continued to Go to school and finish getting my degree. I got my associate's degree at Heinz Community College, and I just pretty much made time for both, Mm -hmm. made time for school and keeping up with my clients.
1: Now when we talk about clients. You have worked with and I'm not going to, you know, tell you to drop names even though we <laughs> love to hear names. But you work with some pretty awesome people. Um and also you do bookings with photographers and things like that. Tell us about some of your professional relationships.
2: Yes. So, um my professional relationships really started in 2018. That's when I started the most networking with people around Jackson, Mississippi, um professionals such as um videographers, photographers, stylists, anything that you can think of that you would need makeup for, I would start networking with those people.
1: So you started as a hobby, um, but you also have done classes as well. I think you told me you had a makeup class.
2: Yes. Um, Yeah, it started as a hobby. And once I realized that other people really wanted to learn how to do makeup, I just decided to try to tell them and teach them what I know. And so I started doing one-on-one makeup classes. And so my one-on-ones are where I just teach you how to do your own makeup. And we go step-by-step through all the processes of doing your own makeup, such as, you know, eyebrows, skincare, foundation matching. And we just go through the whole process where I do half of the face and my um, student does the other half of the face. So that's how they learn by being um, interactive and being hands-on.
1: Okay. Now, one thing that we really like to do at the podcast is, you know, let people know about your journey. So we know that you're still a student, but you have this, you know, awesome business that you have as well. What are some things that you may share with somebody who's looking to become a makeup artist?
2: Um, some of the things that I would share with Someone that's wanting to be a makeup artist is just to be persistent. You got to keep going, even if it seems like no one else is watching you, even if you feel like you're the, you don't get that many clients, even if you feel like you're not the best makeup artist in the city, that you just have to keep going and keep practicing what you do. Practice makes perfect. So you're not going to get better if you don't practice. So The more that you practice, the better that your craft is going to get. I would also say to be patient. Um, Being patient is key because you don't become the celebrity makeup artist in one day. You have to accept the journey and you have to go along with the process and just keep being patient until your day comes to where you're getting multiple clients in a day. And then it's going to grow after that.
1: Now, speaking of being patient and practicing, um, tell us about like maybe one of the worst times that you've had professionally where you're trying to make up because we love to hear stories about the journey. You know, people see you being great and, you know, you having fame. But tell us a little bit about, you know, maybe an instance where you had a really difficult time and how you handled it.
2: Yes, um, <laughs> I've had multiple difficult type of clients and difficult days. Um, Weddings. Weddings are very, very stressful. So when you're doing a wedding, you have to make sure everything is put in place to where every the whole day runs smoothly. So I had um one client that had just a lot of bridesmaids and her maid of honor, she was very particular on how she wanted her makeup done and how did she want the bride's makeup done and you know, as a makeup artist, you never want anyone to kind of criticize what you do and criticize your craft. And so when you have a lot of people um, on a stressful date, such as a wedding, in your ear and talking to you and telling you what they want, it can get a little overwhelming. So what I do to keep from getting overwhelmed and too stressed out is just to, I kind of like zone out and I play music. And I kind of just calm down. If a client wants something, I listen to them and do what I can and just breathe and just keep going. I don't let that stop me and get frustrated and um, be rude with the client just because um, they want something else or they don't like something. I also had a client that she wanted me to wipe her whole face off. (laughs) She wanted me to start over and Wow, like start like, from scratch? Yes, yeah, she wanted me to wipe everything off. She was like, you know, I do my makeup a certain type of way. I do my makeup on my own at home. And so I should've knew then that she was probably more particular with how she wanted her makeup. So from that experience, I just learned to kind of like vet my clients and ask them what they want before they come to the appointment so that I'm more prepared. Um, such as like, if they want a dewy finish or a matte finish, um, small things like that can really make or break the experience. So I really learned how to ask my clients what they like before they come to my chair so that I'm not, you know, hit with all these expectations.
1: Wow. And wow. (laughs) Well, listen, So, like, those are some examples. What about um, formal training? Is there any kind of formal training if I were interested in becoming a makeup artist that I'd have to take?
2: Yes. So, me personally, I am not um, certified as in I went to school, but I am certified in my own training. (laughs) So, um, I made sure since I didn't go to cosmetology school that if I was going to do makeup, I was going to do it correctly and I was going to learn as much as I could about sanitation and um, washing brushes and just skincare and everything that pertains to makeup. So um, for any new MUAs, if they would like to, I would recommend going to a cosmetology school just to learn the basics of, you know, like I said, sanitation and keeping things clean and The foundation of doing makeup. But if you don't want to go to cosmetology school, I feel like that's okay. Um, It's some top makeup artists in the world who did not go to cosmetology school or formal training. Um, I would just say there's a lot of resources on YouTube. So I would say just research as much as you can and learn as you go. And that's pretty much it. That's what I did.
1: Wow. So when you say some of the top makeup artists, I am going to ask you to drop names
2: because we always love to hear about these things. Yes. Um, Rihanna's makeup artist, Beyonce's makeup artist, Beyonce's makeup artist, Sir John, he um, met her at a strip club. That's what he didn't meet her at a strip club, but he got referred through doing makeup at a strip club. So, you know, you can start from anywhere doing makeup.
1: And see, you know what? We should have started this whole conversation right there. So you're telling us all we need to do is go to the strip club and get discovered. Okay, y'all meet me at the strip club.
2: You can you can get discovered in the strip club. <laughs> you can get discovered in the strip club. Um, I would say um another thing of the education part of doing makeup. I would say um maybe doing enter um an apprenticeship, basically in work under another makeup artist in your field and see what they're doing that you would like to do. And, you know, reach out to them and see if maybe you could um, follow them for a day or a week or a month, you know, however they want to do it. But I think that would be very helpful.
1: Wow. So when you're not, you know, out there rubbing shoulders with celebrities and in school, what do you like to do for fun?
2: Um, what I like to do for fun, uh, I like to sing. Uh, I was in the choir in high school from ninth grade to twelfth grade. Um, went to high school, community college, and I was in the choir. So, first soprano. Um, yes, I love to sing, and I also love to paint. So that's my like little extracurricular activity. What when I'm like in a funk. And I can't like get my creativity up. I go paint something or draw something or anything like that.
1: So, you know, I'm going to have to ask you for an A and B selection, right? I'm from the old Baptist church. And so we have Mm -hmm. our A and B selection. Do you have anything (laughs) you want to grace us with on the podcast? (laughs) Now, amazing grace always works. Look, amazing grace always works. (laughs) No, well, look, I didn't give you any warning that you'd be singing, but next time we see you on the podcast now, have a song ready for us. I got you. I'm going
2: to have a song for you. I'm going to have a song prepared just for you.
1: And, you know, it's so crazy. Like my daughter, um, she sings and a beautiful voice. Where she got it from, I still don't know. Um, You know, I've always wanted <laughs> to sing, but it just does not come out the way it's supposed to. So, yeah, anybody who has that talent, I just that's awesome. That's awesome. So singing and drawing.
2: Hopefully I'll continue in Jackson State.
1: Now you're going to be finishing soon, correct?
2: Yes, I have a year left at Jackson State University.
1: Right, the I love.
2: <laughs>
1: so even with your busy makeup career, um, where do you see yourself going with social work? Because, I mean, you still will have that degree. What are your plans?
2: Well, my plans with social work, I'm definitely going to finish school and um, get my bachelor's in social work. And then I plan on getting my social work license because you can make um, a lot of money starting off if you go ahead and get your license. So that's what I plan on doing. And then uh, I would prefer to work in a children and family type of field with Uh, with social work. So I might be a counselor, school counselor, or maybe like a family therapist. But that's if I choose to, because I'm kind of leaning more towards um, a career in makeup and being a makeup artist.
0: Do you want to start your own business? Confused about where to begin? Not sure if you can do this? I'm glad you made your way here. Cut through the confusion. I invite you to join in on the five-day Play Big Faster Challenge. You'll get step by step guidance on how to start and scale your dream business faster. Five days perfectly structured. Build the business you've always dreamed of without spending tons of money and hiring consultants or a lot of staff. Join the challenge today at www.playbigfaster.com.
1: Now, you know, I'm going to ask a question because anytime I'm speaking with a makeup artist, especially someone that works with the people that you work with, when are we going to see a makeup line or I just I see all these things but I can just see your name and light so where where are we
2: so a makeup line that's something that I am working on I'm working on a makeup line maybe in the near future we'll see but I will let y'all know whenever <laughs> that comes because that's something I do want to do
1: well awesome awesome now um in terms of people being able to find you, generally, how are folks able to find you if they like to work with you?
2: Yes. So my Instagram name is KQuinnBeauty. Quinn um, Beauty. That's where people mostly find me and that's where they book. You know, my link is book uh, in the bio and also my website is blessedhandsmakeupartistry.com. So that's where people can look at my work and look at my portfolio. And um, see, you know, what I do and my work, and also my Facebook is Kayla Quinn. So um I'm rarely on Facebook, but if you need me, I'm on there too. Well, y'all can't be
1: knocking Facebook. My daughter told me Facebook is for old folks, and <laughs> you know, I know there's an age gap between you and I, so I don't know if you feel like I'm old or not. But she was like, "Mom, nobody does that anymore. No, <laughs> everybody's on Instagram um, and Snapchat."
2: You know, I was late to Facebook. All my friends had a Facebook when I was in fifth grade and I was not allowed to get a Facebook. So by the time the phase of everybody being on Facebook was through, I didn't want to get on Facebook. So that that time is over for me. I don't even know how to work it. I feel like I'm sixty years old trying to work Facebook because I'm so new to it. So
1: Yeah, it's it's different. Um now that, you know, they purchased, um, Instagram. And I kind of feel like mm-hmm. you feel about Instagram, but that's, yeah, a whole nother conversation. <laughs> well, awesome, awesome. So, um, you got graduation coming up, makeup line, in the works that you're working on and things. Do you have any other projects that you want to share with us?
2: Um, Any projects? I don't have any projects coming up in particular, but just look out for more collaborations with um, me and some photographers on my Instagram and some new things in the works with my school, Jackson State University. So you may see some of my work on TV, maybe. So, yeah, just look out for that.
1: Now, when you say Jackson State, the first name to come, that, you know, that's on the end of everybody's tongue, you have Coach Prime. So the question is, do you ever see Coach Prime? Have you spoken to Coach Prime? I know he's doing great things with the football program over there.
2: No, I have not spoken to Coach Prime. I have seen Coach Prime um, from like 100 feet away. (laughs) Maybe not 100 feet away. maybe, Maybe 100 yards in Atlanta when we went to the Texas State football game. But uh, I hope I do meet Coach Pryor one day. Maybe he can give me a shout out or something. But uh, yeah, he's been on a lot of people's minds ever since he's come to Jackson. So
1: yeah, he's done a wonderful job. Done a lot of you know great stuff with that football program. I mean, it was good, and now it's going towards great. So That's definitely, right.
2: he's bringing a lot of people to Jackson.
1: Yeah, people that, you know, ordinarily may not consider Jackson. Now, Jackson, Mississippi is the capital city um, for the state of Mississippi. And I think sometimes Jackson kind of gets overlooked, but there are so many great things um, about the state of Mississippi Mm -hmm. that people don't realize. And so I think Mm -hmm. he's, you know, shedding light um, on so many facets of what's going on that, you know, that's awesome.
2: Yes, it is. Um, He's brought a lot of opportunities to Jackson. Um, one that I have close um proximity to is when he brought Keisha Cole down here for um for um his uh bash that he had, and um their team had contacted me about doing her makeup. Um, that didn't go through, but it did uh, get me in contact with her team, and so that was I was very appreciative for. Even that um, opportunity, so Coach Brown can stay as long as you want to. So hold on, time out, flag on the play.
1: Y'all had Keisha Cole in Jackson, Mississippi. Nobody told me. I yeah, love Miss Keisha, Keisha Cole. Cole.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I love Keisha Cole.
1: See now, now I'm finna have to start singing. If he ain't gonna love, okay, I'm not going. Okay, I'm not gonna sing. <laughs> but Keisha is my girl, Keisha. If you are listening to the podcast, call me. Oh, okay. call okay. at
2: your girl, Keisha. Call, okay. call, call me. You call me too. Okay. <laughs> call us, Keisha. Call us. Okay.
1: okay. Moving on. <laughs> yes, moving on. But that is so awesome. So, like, what do your, your friends and family think about you doing makeup? Are they always trying to get the hook up on makeup?
2: Yes. So, my friends and family, they're very supportive in my makeup journey. Ever since I started, they would help me. Um, buy makeup bags and makeup products and lights and um. My uncle, shout out to my uncles, they helped me set up my room, um, in my studio. So, um, they're very supportive. And yes, my aunties and cousins are always trying to get a little um hook up. So, and I got them. So yeah,
1: Well I mean, you yeah. do such a great job. I'm gonna be honest. If my daughter, well, she she could probably help me with my makeup, but no. Um, but if she would, if if she had your talent to do makeup, yes, I'd be looking. I'd have a beat face every day, like every single day. <laughs> she would get so tired of me. Ooh. You know, she's going to college um, soon, and I would literally be like, "Don't you want to come home this weekend do Mama's makeup?" So, yeah.
2: Right. My mom's just the same thing to me. She, she's, go, she's a nurse. So when she goes to work, she wants me to do her eyelashes, she's eyebrows, makeup. I'm like, mama, you got to wear a mask. What you need to makeup up for? <laughs> and she she, she want to be beat. So I got to be her damn. And
1: that's so interesting because I remember um, when the pandemic first started. And so at first, like people weren't really going out. And then they started going out more. And you would still have people. You can tell they had a beat face under their mask. And, you know, right. I'm such a tomboy. I will wear you no know, mm-hmm. makeup all day long if I can. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. the last thing I'm trying to do is have a full B face under a mask. But, you know, some people do it.
2: Yeah, every t- that would be so annoying. I knew once the pandemic hit, it was time to not wear makeup. That was my skincare, care, uh, skin breathing season because I did not wear makeup that whole time because I felt like it was no point. All my makeup would be on my mask. <laughs> and I right. hate
1: it there. Well, you know, I've seen some people and I don't know how they do it. They wear the mask and mm-hmm. when they take it off, their makeup is still in place. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but um but that's a lot. You know, it's an adjustment. Um definitely an adjustment.
2: Especially cuz we're not going outside. Why do you need makeup? <laughs> Unless you're going to the store or something. Mm-mm.
1: Well, sometimes it's about something. self-care. <laughs> You know, practice, getting in your happy place. And, you know, and that's one thing we focus on here as well. Um, you know, one of the goals for the podcast is helping people, you know, live full out, live their best lives and also just, you know, right. coping mechanisms. You know, being an entrepreneur yeah. is stressful. So, you know, I'm asking folks, what books are you reading? What movies are you watching? You know, what games are you playing? You know, what activities are you doing? Because being an entrepreneur is all about balance. And if you don't have that balance, it's really hard to be successful in, you know, whatever area that you're actually working in. So, yeah, you know, we're not just getting in your business. We're trying to help some other folks out there.
2: Yes. um, Some things that I do to kind of like de-stress is, um, like I said before, I would paint. I go to the store, I get some canvases and just paint something that kind of like releases how I'm feeling. And something that kinda makes me feel accomplished because once I paint and I finish and I see the finished piece, I'm just like, oh yeah, I did that. And it just makes me feel better about myself and make me feel accomplished. Um, something else that I do is um I like to eat. <laughs> so I um cook. Sometimes I cook for fun and just I find a new dish and I'm like, hmm, I wanna cook that today. Go get all the ingredients and just cook it. And I'm just like, yep, I did that. (laughs) Or I'll chill at night and watch TV or watch a Netflix show that I haven't watched in a long time. Or go get my nails done. There's a lot of things that I do to try to small things to kind of de-stress because it is kind of tough juggling a lot of things. Exactly. Go to the gym. That's that's a good (laughs) de-stress.
1: Right. I have gym... I have a gym membership and I promise you, maybe I need to just open a gym as a business because they have gotten way more money than I've gotten workouts and it's only my fault, you know, for not going, but that's like one of the best business (laughs) models I've seen. It's open a gym and you have these people paying every month and they may not show up, but you're going to, you know, yeah, definitely a good idea.
2: They're going to get that money. That's on the 999.
1: Well, Kayla, is there anything else you want to share with us um, just about your journey or words of encouragement for someone who's looking to do what you're doing now?
2: Um, yes. Um, I would just say, like I said before, be persistent and keep going. Don't let anything discourage you. Also, um, be, be be humble and know that your time is coming. Um, if you just keep putting in the work. And don't compare yourself to other people, you know, just focus on what you're doing and focus on your craft and just keep developing that and don't, I know it's hard. Sometimes you see other people doing the same thing that you're doing. You kind of like compare where you're at, but the the best thing is best not to do that because you're going to get distracted and you're not going to compete your goals because you're, steady looking at what other people are doing. So that's just something I would say and tell people just to not compare yourself and discourage your own self, you know, by doing it.
1: Well, listen, thank you so much um, for being on the podcast. This completes. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. This completes another episode till next time. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. I've already subscribed? I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Cherie on IG at Cherie Speaks. And remember to play big faster.